Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. We greet you in the greeting words of our mother tongue in the Arabic language of As-Salamu Alaikum. We want to um, first acknowledge the greatness of Allah, the Most High, for getting us here, for seeing another day, to being able to open up our eyes and remember him and glorify him and become another, uh, well, a visitor in this beautiful, beautiful creation of his, just to witness. Because between now and tomorrow, we don't know what forces will play, whether or not we will be able to make this our last prayer or not. So Allah always tells us, the believers, to make your prayers, to make your salat as though it is the last salat of your life because you don't know what forces between now and tomorrow will interplay because we're all in the hands of Allah, the Most High, and we are ever reminded to rely on him, depend on him, to incline towards him. So it is a special day of Jummah, the gathering of the believers on the day where there's traffic, where there's busyness, where there's commerce, where there's business, where there's work. And you decided, you decided to activate your free will to put down commerce, put down business, put down traffic, and to make hasten here to remember Allah. This is such a great and most beautiful reward on your part, and this is why the Jummah, the gathering of the believers on this day, has such significance and such blessings and such rewards. So we thank Almighty God, Allah, for all of his blessings for us to be alive in this great, what is it, sixth, seventh day of Ramadan. Ramadan Mubarak, by the way. We're so happy that Allah got us up and that we're able to draw nearer and nearer to him. We thank him for all of his prophets. We thank him for all of the warners and teachers that represented and shared a part of him to his people. But we cannot be remiss and not give thanks for this bright light that has appeared in the West in the last days. Because for centuries we've been looking East. We've been looking for guidance. We've been looking for help. We've been looking and scanning the horizons in the east from all of the prophets and the, the warners and teachers of God to give us some relief. But Allah promised through his messenger Muhammad in a hadith that one day, in the last days, that the sun that rose in the east will now rise in the west. And we are now witnessing not a physical sun, as some foolish people and ignorant people among us would believe that Allah would reverse his creation, which proves 
what? But it is not the physical light that's more important. It is the spiritual light. And this spiritual life will be so intense, so great, so powerful that it is destined to be the greatest spiritual force in the world. That promise has come to us. That fulfillment of the light of Islam rising in the West has now come to us and has shown in the brightness of his coming in the great Mahdi. We say, Master Far Muhammad, Allah came in that person, in that human being, and displayed his most powerful attributes of mercy, of beneficence, of healing, of guidance in a man. We thank that Mahdi. He didn't go to China. He didn't go to Australia. He didn't go to Europe. He didn't go even to Africa. But he came to the hills of North America. And he raised one from the bowels. When I say bowels, from the hills of North America reached down in the mud and drew him close to himself to make him like himself. His Masi, his Christ, his messenger, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. All praises due to Allah for their greatness and their power and their light that's shining in the West and that is destined to be the most powerful spiritual force in the world. You didn't hear me. Because if you really knew the blessings that we have, brothers and sisters, that Abraham's promise has been already fulfilled, oh Allah, bless Muhammad and the true followers of Muhammad, as thou did bless Abraham, and the true followers of Abraham. Oh Allah, make Muhammad successful. And the true followers of Muhammad, the honorable Elijah Muhammad in that illuminating great book message to the black man said, that's not referring to the Muhammad of 1400 years ago. Your answers have been answered. I'm here. I have fulfilled that. So we are blessed. We are blessed to have the guide. We are blessed to be able to enjoy the secret of Allah himself. Now today's subject, dear beloved brothers and sisters, I know maybe some of you may say this is a curious subject called the unlawful seizure of the soul. The unlawful seizure of the soul. Some of us being in here, we don't like that word seizure because we know that some of our cars get seized by the police. Some of our properties get seized by the police. And we don't like that word seizure. Inshallah, we will have a better understanding of this soul. 
which is the essence of us, which is the most important part of the self. If you spent the rest of your life from this day forward in learning more about the soul, it is one of the most rewarding things that you can do to get a greater knowledge of yourself. So we're going to learn about the soul. We're going to learn even about this holy grail that's within the soul. There's a jewel. There's a hidden gem that is beneath in your inner, innermost being. So if you were like an onion and I was peeling you back from your flesh and I got bones, I got nerves, I got different things, I got your heart, the inner, innermost part of yourself is a holy grail. It's precious in the eyes of Allah. So, are y'all ready for the little subject for the first time? I want to first thank also the student minister, Brother Abdul Hafiz Muhammad, for having the opportunity and the blessings in this very humble, privileged position I am to be able to carry the kutbah in this sacred month. It's so good to see the believers, my extended family. I'm living in Chicago most of the time, and I must brag. I got to give you some bragging rights because in Islam, those who traveled the furthest to get to the mosque to pray with your brothers, they get the most blessings. So I don't think anybody came as far as I came to get here. I got up early in the wee hours of the morning, was able to get with the brothers to pray Fajr in Chicago with our illustrious Supreme Captain, student Supreme Captain, and to just be up at the crack of dawn, having a hundred or plus men standing shoulder to shoulder in the remembrance of Allah is a blessing. It's a reason why the Muslim prays at certain times of the day. And if you study the enemy, he always generally attacks in the wee hours of the morning. Do you bear witness? He always come by surprise. He lies wait for you in the wee hours. This is how they kill our dear brother Fred Hampton. And, you know, they do this. They make their moves. But when the Muslim is answering the call to his or her commander-in-chief, Allah, through his messenger. And now the commander-in-chief of the believers, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. When you can answer the call to prayer and forsake your bed, you unloosen a knot of Satan to keep you down and to glorify your Lord. This is a blessing. So dear brothers and sisters, very quickly, we won't be long, but I know I'm at 32. I got to be strong, right? Brothers and sisters, the soul.
isn't it funny how black people refer to people with a lot of soul? Did it ever strike you, Jesus, and those who are maybe Caucasian or Asians or whatever, you, you know, they're, they're deemed as people being with less soul, but that's a soul brother, that's a soul sister, that sister got soul, that brother got soul. They don't realize what they're saying, but the world knows black people, you are the most, by nature, the most spiritual people in the world. Even all the hell that has happened to you are the most spiritual people in the world. Brothers and sisters, this beautiful body, this beautiful body, as I looked at my pure granddaughter, she's the purest among us right now because she knows no sin. She knows no wrong. She knows no deception. This is the closest to a law, that baby, that was handy-made and molded and shaped in the womb. This beautiful building. Allah didn't make this building. He didn't shape the building. He didn't lay the bricks. Of course, through people, you know, by his spirit, but he didn't shape it himself. But each and every one of you, Allah, picked you, he shaped you, he made you in the wombs of your mothers. So each and every one of you come from Allah through your parents. Did you hear what I said? You don't come from your parents. You come directly from your Lord. Allah, the Most High. He shaped you. He formed you. He gave you the breath of life to live. He had a purpose for you. He has an aim for you. So this beautiful human being, this soul, this human being is closer to the truth, closer to Allah than any thing or anyone except his messenger except his messenger but you are closer to Allah you are closer to the truth you are composed of truth you are made of truth you are pure in that sense nothing is artificial about your fingers Nothing is confusing about what sex you are. None of that. It is just when we come into this world and we come into an environment, this soul gets tampered with. It gets messed with. So beloved brothers and sisters, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad says we're composed of two main essential ingredients, the flesh and the spirit. The flesh is limited. The flesh is weak. The flesh is lawless. Did you hear what I said? The flesh has no morals to it. It's lawless. 
So the spirit in you is of God. It is eternal. It goes on and on and on depending on how you relate it to that spirit. Now, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us there's no spookiness about a little man coming out your body and going up somewhere, and it's independent of the body. The physical and the spirit of that body is all one. You can't have one without the other, although one has a premium. One has a value attached to it that's greater than that limited flesh and blood, then that limited um, um, well flesh. But some of us are imprisoned to this flesh. Some of us are enslaved by this flesh. And we may think we know each know ourselves well. We know when we're hungry, we eat. We know when we want sex. We want sex. We know how we look. We know what makes us mad. We know what tees us off where we want to argue and fight. I say, yeah, you know all that, right? We all know that. But that's not a knowledge of self. You're no different than the beast of the field. You're no different than the dog in the street. Because the dog knows when to eat. The dog has sex. The dog gets mad. They fight. So all of these things are very limited. But the dog doesn't have the power to discern and reason. The bear, the lion, and all of these things, the animals. So the Quran gives a word for this part or this component of the self called nafs amara, similar to an animal. And it has a, it calls it the commanding evil of self. What? See, the Arabic is so descriptive, it calls it the commanding evil of self. You mean this thing gives commands? It has a station? It gives commands. The commanding evil of self is the lowest form of the human body. It's the lowest form of self. And unfortunately, 95% of the human beings operate on this level. Unfortunately, have you ever wondered or asked yourself why the word carnal the carnal weapons of the world we are not, we don't believe in, are interchangeable with the word cardinal desires. It's because your flesh can be weaponized. Our brilliant, beautiful scholar, may Allah be pleased with Dr. Frances Cress Wellson. Anybody heard of her who wrote the ISIS papers? She likened the black male genitalia as being like a weapon in the eyesight of 
the Caucasian man who feared of being extinguished. They were insecure about you because they knew that if it's you unchecked, that it would be no white people because if you went into white people, you'll produce black or brown or high yellow people. You had that ability where they don't have that ability. So when the police come up and run up on you, I think I saw a gun, I think I saw a gun, blah, 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 blah. blah. The gun probably wasn't nothing, but it's the fear of what's in your pants. I don't want to get vulgar, but I want you to understand carnal weapons and carnal desires. It's almost synonymous. You can have a carnal mind, you can have carnal weapons of mass destruction, which this world is building up to, and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said what? Armageddon has begun. It has already started, where they're pointing and they can brag about killing nations and destroying the earth over and over again. But we have an answer for all of that. We have an answer for that. And it's your friend, it's your protector, through the guide, and his messy or his Messiah or exalted Christ, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, those on the wheel, they don't use cardinal weapons because that plane, that plane was fashioned after the power of the universe itself. Allah didn't create this universe from cardinal desires or cardinal weapons. He didn't use that. He used bombs to produce mountains and the mountains will come up to produce another atmosphere. The mountains will help with the rotation of the planet earth to make it a smooth ride. He even talked about how the bombs of the plane wouldn't even land on water. But in this cardinal minded, driven, corrupted, polluted souls of devils and demons and wickedness in high places, they use bombs to even do experiment in water. But we won't get on that. We want to stick with this unlawful, this unlawful part of the soul that looks to seize the soul, that looks to take over the government of yourself. Did you know that there is conspiring within yourself? You have a constant communication within yourself of chatter. You have a constant communication with yourself all day long that nobody knows but you. Am I right or wrong? Or am I crazy? Now, when you start talking aloud and start answering yourself, maybe we got to look at you a little different. But the point is, non-stop. And it's between what? The flesh and the spirit. In this beautiful body and temple that Allah made the most high for you, the holy grail 
is part of that reasonable mind, that logic mind. Like you today, you exercised it. You probably went against odds to be here, but you said, you know what? I think I'm going to be with my brothers and sisters and get down with those who get down and pray to Allah. You exercised your willpower. You yes, exercised your kill, your intelligence, your reason. And that's the nafs lawama that recognizes the pull or the uh, gravitational uh, pull of evil on you. And it discerns and it rebukes and it, it, it challenges it. Allah loves, oh my God, he loves those who make an effort to use your mind, your intelligence to say, you know what? I could fornicate with this woman or I could fornicate with this man, but I chose not to. I'm going to remember Allah. I could kill this person. I could shoot this person as we, I come from Chicago and I just saw a brother who was on his way, what they said, to smoke somebody. But he just stopped at the mosque. He stopped to get a word and it stopped him in his track. And there's thousands of people like that. And by the grace of Allah, we stop them in their track from doing all manners of evil. Why? Because there's a commanding station in yourself to command you to do evil, command you to do evil. This one is saying you, you're a man. No, this one's saying you're a woman. This one's saying you're a man. This is, you're saying you're a woman. No, you're a killer. No, you're a gangster. No, 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 you're, you're a god. So our god, who came in the person of Mastafar Muhammad, he gave us six words, six words, as the divine commandment to accept your own and be yourself. Accept your own and be yourself. When I was growing up in the nation, I took it on a superficial level. Just accept black people and be myself, not act other than myself. But it didn't mean exactly that. It means that. But you know what it really means when you accept your own? You're accepting the nature in which Allah created you. You're accepting the divine powers of your own being, your own essence, your own soul. That's most important. I'm accepting my own. And I'm being myself. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad in our lessons asked, well, what is your own? What is your own self? My own self is what? A righteous Muslim. Now, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan says in the study guide, that sounds redundant because a Muslim should be righteous. A Muslim is already righteous. Why are you saying it twice? Righteous Muslim. Don't you know? You can just, everything that submits to Allah is a Muslim. Everything, the trees, the earth. In fact, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said the earth was like a mosque. 
And we're going to get to that because you're a walking mosque or a walking mausoleum. Did you hear me? You're either a walking mosque or a walking mausoleum of death. And unfortunately, we have that. But accept your own and be yourself. So you got God talking to you and you got Satan talking to you. Not accept your own. You're not really a man. You're a woman. Not accept your own. You're not really a woman. You're really a man. You're not, not accept your own. You're really trans. You're really queer. You're really this. You're really that. We have so many competing things out there and information that is information overload. And it's causing people to be unsure or confused about what's right and what's wrong or what's left or what's right or what's up and what's down. What's male or what's female? How do you define? I don't even know. Am I pansexual? Do I like animals and everybody thing and everything else? I'm just confused. But Allah says, accept your own and be yourself. Who is in your mosque? Who are the four principal laborers in your mosque? I'm not talking about 32. I'm talking about who's the captain in your own soul. Who's the minister of your own soul? Who is the lieutenant or the members of your body acting out on the commands of your own soul? Who are your four principal labors? Because if we don't have, when you give charity and you see that beautiful receipt, some of you all who do charity, Muhammad's holy temple of Islam. It's beyond bricks. It's you. You're the holy temple. You're the holy mosque of Islam. Why Muhammad in front? Because Muhammad, the model man, the God who's worthy of praise and praise much, should be administering or ministering this here. Or do you have a, a captain that is trying to create a coup in your own body of self who's conspiring? And, and don't, don't forget the secretary. Who's the secretary in your, in, in your mosque? Who's recording all your thoughts? Who knows your deepest secrets? See, check that secretary out. Brothers and sisters, we have a lot to do work on this beautiful body called the human being, the soul. Once we begin to take that journey, which Allah is calling us back to him, Satan is trying to take us down. Satan is having a war with us constantly. And don't let the ego of self, which is the greatest enemy of self, run your soul. That's why in the Quran or in our prayers we say, oh Allah, forgive me, I've wronged myself or I've been unjust to myself. Protect me from the sins of myself. It's the self we got to work on. That's the biggest thing. But the holy grail within you, that little nugget, that jewel, my God, is your ability 
to say, you know what? I'm making up my mind to follow Allah. I'm making up my mind to shun the devil. Oh, Allah loves you for that. Like the minister. When he had 30 days, he was only 22 years old, I think, when he came in the nation. He had 30 days to give up his music. And he said, well, I can live without music, but I can't live without the truth. So he decided. And when he stood before the FOI and said that, as a young man, as a baby in Islam, I will take this truth to every nook and cranny. And he kept his word. He made up his mind. He took the holy grail of himself, his intelligence, the free will that Allah gives you. Because the devil wants you to say, you can be anything you want to be. You can do what you want to be. be. That's promiscuity, not freedom. We want to be free from self, not free of self. Do you know what's the difference? Did you hear me? Free from self. What do you mean free from self? I want to be free from my lower desires, from the passions that's called. I want to be free from the lust. I want to be free from power driven and all of these kind of things. I want to free myself, Allah, from all of those urges that takes me away from you. I want to be free from that and get closer to you. That's the holy grail of the self. And then we will unseat the unlawful seizure of the soul. It's unlawful because it's physical. It's unlawful because it's carnal. It's unlawful because it has no morality. It has no laws to itself. So I'm submitting myself to do the will of Allah. When I turn to Allah and submit to Allah, and ask him to pour his spirit on me and ask him for his guidance. I am a Muslim. And when I choose to do right, I am a righteous Muslim because that tree that's in a way a Muslim, the birds, they submit to the will of Allah. They don't have the power to know right and wrong. They just living on instinct. But you, you got the free will. But man, oh man, sister, 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 when you make up your mind, a made-up mind is what? Most dangerous, powerful weapon? When you make up your mind to serve Allah, you will grow to heights. You will grow closer to him. And he will take you in your bos his bosom. And I'll leave you with this analogy of the rich man, the powerful rich man and Lazarus. The rich man was so powerful, you know about Lazarus being dead and Jesus touched him and healed him and he came up. Lazarus is a picture of the black man being dead. He's a walking mausoleum. He's dead to the knowledge of self. He has ears, but he can't hear. He has eyes, but he can't see. He's unwilling to see. He's unwilling to hear. He's unwilling to understand. That's what it means. So he's dead. He's completely dead. 
And nothing is more hateful in the eyesight in Allah's way is that blind, deaf, and dumb person. Now you may say, well, I thought Allah loves me. He does. Because Master Father Muhammad said, you were made blind, deaf, and dumb. It's not your fault. He came to be your, like, attorney. He came to be your prosecutor and your defense attorney. He said, well, they were made, they just don't know themselves. But once you know yourself and who you are and who you belong to, you'll be the best person on the planet. Allahu Akbar. So, brothers and sisters, closing this, the parable of Lazarus and the rich man. And I love the way the minister can do this, man. Oh, my God. You know about that story? The rich man was so powerful, but him and Lazarus died. But the rich man went to hell. He was in fire, hell, right? But Lazarus was in the bosom of Abraham. And while he's hot, <gasps> Lazarus, can you get me, can you get me some water to parch my, my tongue? And Lazarus, with his nature like your nature is, he was ready to, you know, probably go to uh, Fry's and get one of them eight packs or 12 pack waters and throw the water there. But Abraham had... Before, before he can respond, because your nature is so good. You feel sorry for white folks, and you know how quick you are to defend them, right? You know how you can be a lawyer for them. But the point is, in this parable, Lazarus, the black man, in the bosom of Abraham. The bosom of Abraham is like God himself, because Abraham was in that role. And he said, Abraham answers the rich man. He says, he neither can come to you, and you can't come to him because there's a gulf between you and him. And he said, now he's still trying to, well, well, can you, can you give him a message that he can go to my five brothers and give him a message for me? Five brothers remind me of the Rothschilds because he had five sons that took over Europe, but that's, that's another subject, <laughs> right? <laughs> so Abraham says, what makes you think? Well, he says, I sent all of the prophets to you, and you did nothing but try to kill them. What makes you think that you will listen to a man that is raised from the dead. Isn't that beautiful? That's you, man. That's us. That's the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Because this world is getting ready to crack and fall. You're seeing what's happening. Trump is, you know, doing his thing, and, you know, he may be behind bars or whatever, but. Trust me, it ain't about Trump. It's about the messenger of God. And they're trying to test the waters. 
They're trying to test. They know he's loved by millions. But let me tell you, touch not my anointed one. They don't have a chance. I don't care who they are. By the grace of Allah, we know who we got. May Allah bless us in this Ramadan to get stronger, to get closer to him, purify the dross of our own beings and of our own sick souls from sin of this world and this wicked world that brings us down. May Allah make us stronger physically, mentally, spiritually, morally, emotionally, and even financially. Because you are going to inherit the kingdom. Keep your eyes on the prize, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. This is what I've said. May Allah bless us. Thank Allah we have somebody to correct me. I said Abdul, student minister Abdul Hafiz. And I had Hafiz on my mind because I just learned about in Arabic, those who remember the Quran by heart is titled a Hafiz. You call him a Hafiz. And I just learned that. And that was just burning in my head. Um, but it's Halim. Your dear student minister, Halim, uh, I heard he wasn't feeling too well. He wanted to be with us and join us. May Allah make it easy for him and all those who couldn't be here and wanted to be here. So closing up the practical part of our kutbah, here's some practical things that you and I can do to try to get closer to Allah. One thing is very simple. It's so simple, you're going to slap yourself. Okay? And it comes from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan having a vision or a revelation from Allah to talk to the youth about their conversations. Did you, did you hear that? Did you hear about that? I see, brother. <laughs> so, and on he said, just get it up. The frequency, you know, pull it up. He said, Allah, just put that on my heart to share that with you. Well, on, my, on, the, on the American Airlines or United Airlines plane, Allah put something on my heart to share with you. Watch your conversations with yourself. Pay close attentions to your thoughts. Really, it's so powerful. It's simple, but my God, it's so powerful. Just pay attention. All the little thoughts that come up. And you know what's wrong and what's right. Be, and, and just focus on what Allah wants you to do is to accept your own and be yourself. But what is yourself? A righteous Muslim. You're only wrong by consequences, circumstances. 
You're not that by nature. You are a Muslim. You are a warrior. You are good. You are pure. The worst of you, the ones that have just done the most heinous of evil, they picked it up on the ruler who is ruling with a system of lies and tricks and deception and even turning us inside and out. Having, you know, look at our schools. Look at how the Congress don't even know how to understand what they should do about the shootings and stuff like that. Arm teachers, get more guns for the teacher. You know, just more violence. I've been in a nation all my life. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, why do we have a search procedure? He says, I want to teach you the science of the time. All praises due to Allah for our Father, our illustrious, exalted Christ, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, who is one now with his student and his representative, representative, as my dear brother Ilya just tore down a couple of Sundays ago on that. He's representing himself through our brother all over again. And I was just up about three in the morning just listening to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I just got this YouTube thing of all of his videos. You may want to research it. Five hours. I didn't listen to the whole five hours, but it was so addictive. But the quality of his mind of his defense of the honorable Elijah Muhammad. Man, you know, I think I thank Allah for this man to the point where when he knew the burden that the honorable Elijah Muhammad, where he says, brother, sometimes I feel like my head just want to explode, like I'm having a stroke. And the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan stepped up to take that burden, to share the burden like Aaron did with Moses. But just brothers and sisters, when you get a chance, go to YouTube and find five hours, delicious hours, feed on that while you're on Ramadan. For five hours, I'm telling you, it's amazing. And it goes through all of his interviews, most of the important ones, but you would be like, and it was some parts I didn't hear, I remember, but just to hear how fast he responded. See his neurons and the synapses of his brain and how quick he was to come up and you say to myself, man, because there were some good questions. But Minister Farrakhan, like Michael in the Bible, stood up for the children of Israel. He stood. He was an archangel. And it takes an archangel to deal with an arch deceiver. And who was the arch deceiver? It was Lucifer. And he cast out Lucifer and all of his angels that went with him to hell. But as our beautiful brother Jabril asked the question in closing of the gap, Brother Minister, 
what does Michael mean? The minister said, well, well, no, he said, Michael means who is God? And he said, well, it was posed as a question because you would have to study and look at the man who would answer that question. So Farrakhan answers who is God? Like no other man and no other teacher on the planet. Excuse me for my excitement. I'm supposed to be a little bit, control my passions during Ramadan. But this word, and my son can tell you I wasn't feeling too well. I didn't have much sleep. And the forces of things that were coming against me to get to you, it was serious to the point where I wanted to cancel so bad. But that's the devil within myself. See, I had to pay close attention to these thoughts. And I want you, sister, I want you, brother, to just start from this day forward like you never paid attention to those little conversations that take place in your heart. Find out if a captain in your heart or a secret secretary in your heart is conspiring to take over the minister of your mind. And let Muhammad rule. That's why we call it Muhammad's University of Islam. Muhammad is the head, and Muhammad should be your head. And when I say Muhammad, I'm talking about Master Fahd Muhammad. I'm talking about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and I'm talking about the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. They're all one and the same. When you see the Father, you've seen. When you see the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, you've seen the Father. Pay a close, close attention to your thoughts. Would you do that? That's the greatest advice that your little brother from me to you and you to me because we're going we're in this together so i like to leave with this analogy how many of you ever took a shower washing your hair those who have hair <laughs> you know washing it real good your eyes are closed foam is dripping down and then you put the conditioner, and you know the conditioner is made real slimy, and, you know, it's not like the suds, right? Or am I the only one that noticed that? The conditioner usually is slimy. But you washing your hair, you're in the shower, you may be singing your favorite tune, you know, James Brown, I feel good. You know, you, you just, everybody like to sing. I like to sing in the shower sometimes. You feel good, right? And all of a sudden, you drop the soap. Not that. <laughs> Y'all wrong for that. Y'all need to get that cardinal thought. See, I'm testing you. No, but you, you do something, and you almost slip. Who almost slipped taking a shower? Raise your hand. Some of y'all ain't taking showers a lot. But when you're when you, when you in that shower, and you almost slip, but there's a... ABS system in your body, anti-breaking system that keeps you from falling, right? You thought the white man was so smart because you got an ABS system in your Lexus or whatever. Allah put an ABS system in you to break the fall. Now, some of us fall, but my point is it's a metaphor. Allah put a mechanism in the cerebral part of your brain, or the cere cerebellum part of your brain that, that acts as uh, like a conductor. 
for balance and posture. Now, you can't relate to this, but I'm from Chicago. When we on little ice, you know, we do it all the time. Trying to break. You bear witnesses? We try to break our fall. My point is, Break your will to do the will of Allah. So as you clean up in your life, this is the metaphor. As you get into the tub of life itself, in the mosque, you're trying to clean up your life. You're trying to eat better. You're trying to fast. You're trying to uh, abstain from evil thoughts or low desires. You're in the tub. You're in a spiritual tub. your mind on Allah and know that he loves us so much he desires us to know may Allah bless us may Allah strengthen us may Allah guide us to be stronger Muslims so I close this part of our khutbah we will start with our ikama may Allah keep us and keep us on the straight path, mustaqeen. Everybody all right? Yes, Y'all ready to take a shower? <laughs> that spiritual shower. Let's clean up. Even those who think we clean, you still got some funk. You still smelling. You still a little funky, okay? Because pride, what? Goes before a big fall. So look. We want to avoid that. I, I want to say something so bad, man, God, because I get inspired right now. You know, the devil in his mind is, what makes you think, Mateen? What makes you think, Brother Bilal, that you so special? What makes you think you so special that I can't make you fall? Because I promise I'm going to make them all fall. But what make you think you so special? See, that's how they look at the minister. <laughs> minister Farrakhan, you drink? No, sir, uh, Mr. Brofman, I don't drink. Uh, <laughs> do you drink orange juice? That's me. Uh, do you like movies? That's me. Do you, um, what's the other one? Movies, orange juice. Do you listen to music? Of course, Mr. Brockman. Minister so humble. Man is the Khalifa. The man is the third most powerful man in the universe. But he's treating the rich man.
الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله